welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable thoughts before breakfast, which for me means six stuff about reading, writing, or storytelling in general. And I have lots to get done this morning, but I wanted to make sure I at least squeezed in a little time to get this recorded for you guys. So let's get started. As usual, I'm going to give a little progress report on my work in progress, which is the ninth book in my series. Uh, it's called Intoxication, and I am more than three quarters of the way through. I believe as of yesterday, it's about 38,000 words, something like that. <laughs> I lose track. Um, but the biggest thing that went on with it this past week is that I ended up having to rework completely the last few chapters, like I would say the last quarter to a third maybe of the book. And I just realized as I was writing it, not only was I sort of bored with it because sometimes that can happen and it doesn't necessarily mean anything when I'm writing a first draft. It doesn't always necessarily mean that it's actually boring. But in this case, I was able to pinpoint some things that really were concerning about it. And it's weird how I never seem to notice these things when I'm originally outlining. I only notice them when I actually get there in the book and I'm not sure why that is, but I did realize that there were some things I was doing in this story that were just really repetitive um, with some other things that had happened earlier in the series. Just a lot of very similar points, a lot of very similar um, occurrences and just the way this plot was developing was just starting to feel like we've been here before and also it was kind of feeling like my protagonist hadn't learned things that she should have learned before um and so i just thought you know i need to make this different this the, this plot needs to be set apart from the others and one of the problems too was with the antagonist and what their goal was and how they were accomplishing it um all of that was sort of repetitive and also just not like the stakes were not as high as I would like them to be. So anyway, I took the time to go through and like completely come up with a new idea for the whole like showdown and um, just the final confrontation with the bad guy, you know, all that stuff I completely changed. And I will say since I did that, the writing has gone a lot more smoothly. Like it was really dragging before that. And now I definitely feel like the direction that I have, even though it can still be a struggle to get the words out, I feel like I know where it's going and that I feel confident in where it's going. So that's been good. And um, yeah, I'm hoping to finish it in just like another couple of weeks here. So super exciting. So number two, I got some more beta reader feedback on the book I'm about to start editing, which is book eight, which is called Humanoid. And one thing I do think after the feedback I've gotten so far that I will probably need to rework the last few chapters of this one also. And in this case, I think it is also um, an example of just the stakes not being high enough and some of it, I even, I felt as I was writing it, even that kind of the same, like it was a little anticlimactic and that's not what you want in the climax of your story. Obviously you want it to be a major clash and you want there to be real danger, you know, of some sort. And I think that was really lacking. 
and most of humanoid I'm really happy with how it turned out um, but I was already feeling that the ending and again just the last few chapters were a little bit lacking and then this beta reader kind of confirmed that and gave me a few ideas to kind of bounce off of as I'm thinking about revisions so hopefully that'll be helpful and once I read I'm just getting into that part of it in my read through with my husband so hopefully he'll have some ideas for me also but as soon as I finish drafting on intoxication I'm going to start the editing on humanoid so um going to start gearing up for that soon Number three, I know I've talked about how I published um, book seven, Eleftheria on Kindle Vela, which is a serial platform through Amazon. And it went really well. Um, I'm going to do the, I've already have set up the paperback and ebook to um, publish in the next couple weeks here, but I did feel that it went really well on Vela. And uh, it made me want to get some more stuff out there in the meantime while I'm waiting for the next book to be ready. So I decided that I was going to take uh, there. I have a whole bunch of short stories that I've written over the years that I'm really happy with and I think turned out really well, but I have just not been able to find a home for them as far as like I've submitted them to magazines and things like that. And it's just never been a good fit. So I thought, you know, I have all of this content um, that I would really love to share with people and to just add to my library of work out there. Um, so why not try putting it onto this, you know, Vela um, thing? And so I made a little cover description, put together the first couple into episodes, and I need to go through and do some more. Um, cause I've picked out, I think what stories I'm going to do. So anyway, the first episode of that released on Tuesday, another one releases today, and it'll be interesting to see how it does since it is not only is it various short stories instead of one full story, but the stories are wildly diverse. Like the first one I have on there is just general fiction. It's about four strangers that get stuck on an elevator between floors of a medical building and just how that goes, um, what they reveal about themselves in that time and what it ultimately says about them. And so it's, it's sort of slow and very like character driven. And like I said, just very general fiction. And then the next story I have in there is like military science fiction and very like weird concept. <laughs> and there's all kinds, like I have some historical fiction in there, um, and some other, like more humorous general fiction. So we'll see if this works, <laughs> if, uh, if people go for this format, but either way, like I don't have anything to lose and, um, I think it'll be a fun experiment. So anyway, if you're interested in checking that out, I decided to call the collection periphery and the subtitle is stories from all edges of imagination. And I'm just trying to come up with some sort of title and subtitle that would, um, encompass all the various things that I have in there. So um, that's releasing on Villa now. So number four, um, I started doing um, BSF, Bible Study Fellowship this year, and I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really good opportunity to dig into the word, and I have a friend going with me. But what I wanted to share is that, you know, they have a children's program there that's really good. They have the kids studying the same 
you know, basic part of scripture that the moms are. And so, uh, anyway, when I, but when I picked up my two-year-old April from her class after Bible study this past week, she, um, was sitting and listening to one of the teachers read a book. And as I'm, you know, arrived and told the other teacher, like, oh, I'm here for April, the lady looked at me and she said, oh, April loves books. <laughs> and that just made me so happy to hear that that's just something that that stood out so much about her that it characterized her to this lady. And I have shared a lot of times on here how much my girls love books, even though they can't even read yet. And so that was just so much fun to hear. And I told April after I picked her up, I'm like, oh, the lady told me you love books. You know, mommy loves books too. And she was like, yes. <laughs> and it was just so cute. So I just had to share that little, um, little excerpt from our life. So number five, I'm currently reading a book called Operation Grendel. And it is written by Daniel Schwabauer, who is one of my absolute favorite writers and who I consider one of my most um, influential mentors when it comes to writing and storytelling. And I read his books, Runt the Brave and Runt the Hunted, many, many years ago, and just absolutely loved them. Like, they're just amazing. And he is a writer that just has such an incredible sense of story. Um, he has a high school novel writing curriculum called the One Year Adventure Novel that is so powerful for me in my writing and storytelling journey. So anyway, I'm a huge fan. And this book came out a few years ago and I just, I, I got it for Christmas, I think. I don't know. Someone gave it to me and I was just, you know, finally getting around to it. So all that to say, it has been interesting because it is definitely really well written, really great concepts and um, just the, the characters and all those things are excellent. But one struggle I am having with it, um, so the genre I would say is military science fiction completely. It's very military based and so there's a lot of um, military, you know, operations going on and like tactical going from here to there and talking about like the different parties and these different like fictional locations of different planets and like war things going on. And I've noticed that with any kind of action reading, but especially a lot of times when it comes to like military type stuff, I really struggle with it because of my aphantasia, because I can't visualize anything. At least I think that's why, because I just notice when I read those things, I get very lost. Like I cannot really understand what's going on. Like it'll be like describing him going up some hill to this place where somebody is being held, I think, but then I, I just can't really figure out where everyone is and what's really going on. Um, and the same for like all these different planets and just like all these different, you know, military, like characters, different commanders, like whatever that come up. It's just a lot for me to try to understand conceptually since I really cannot visualize it at all. And so that's just kind of a struggle for me. Like I just get, I've noticed any kind of highly action-based writing is very difficult for me to get into because I just can't really understand what's going on. So that's kind of unfortunate. Um, but I will say like one thing that I've kind of learned to do is that I'll just 
kind of skim over that and just sort of let my mind just accept it not being able to figure it out and just do my best to sort of like piece together what's around it if that makes sense it's kind of hard to explain the way my crazy mind works so anyway I will say despite that struggle I am really enjoying and appreciating it and especially just just the unique voice and concepts and that is like the major thing I love about sci-fi is just the amazingly like unique concepts that you can come up with that still relate so intimately to our actual you know real um, day-to-day lives and so that's done really well the writing is beautiful so I am still able to enjoy it um, in spite of that struggle but it just has been interesting to notice yet again how that works for me so number six I wanted to talk a little bit about just getting stories published and out there because that's clearly something that is really on my mind lately with one story publishing one in editing one in the writing phase and then also as I'm doing all this Kindle Vela promotion one thing I try to do um, is read other people's other people's work on Vela as much as I can um, because a lot of other Vela authors have done a lot to help me out with um, getting reads and getting more exposure for my stories and so I want to return the favor obviously so um, I'll try to take some time you know, when I can and read through a bunch of other people's Vela's and a lot of it is stuff I'm just never going to read. Like it's just like werewolf romance and stuff. But so I always specify like, please clean, um, clean reads only when I'm offering to read things. But anyway, so I've read a bunch of different people's work and I will say there has been a few that have really stood out that I've enjoyed and have been really impressed by the writing or even has just been a story that I'm able to get into and enjoy reading and so those I've been following and and enjoying and you know there's been a few I would recommend but I just have to say honestly like the vast majority of it is just not very good (laughs) and so much of it is very kind of basic issues like well some of it is even just like grammar and sentence structure type you know mechanical things Um, But then a lot of it just stylistically is, I don't know, like um, dialogue that doesn't sound natural or I don't know, just a lot of sort of um, kind of basic type mistakes, I would say, not to sound like condescending, but it's things I can't help noticing because I've studied all this for so much of my life. And it made me think about, um, because there's such a balance when it comes to this, when it comes to completing and releasing work where you do want to make sure that you're doing your best and and like putting your best foot forward and not like rushing through it or um, putting out something that's going to be subpar but on the other hand you also can't hold on to something until it's perfect because that's not going to happen and that's also not giving you an experience that will help you move forward so there's a story that i heard many, many years ago on a um, director's commentary for one of the Spy Kids movies um, by Robert Rodriguez. And he's another person that I would really consider influential in the way that I think about art and creating art and storytelling. And so he told this story that he read in some book, which I should 
find what this book was and read it because it sounds really good but a book about um art and like again just creating art and the story was about a pottery school and he said in this school there were two classes one was the quantity class and one was the quality class and the quantity class their whole goal for the entire year of school was to make as many pots as possible and the quality class their goal was to make only one pot for the entire year but it had to be perfect and so at the end of the year what the school found is that all the perfect pots were coming out of the quantity class because the students would make one see their mistakes learn from them set it aside and make another one that was better and on and on and on whereas the quality class because they were not having any experience to move forward from just ended up with basically like a lump of clay and I was really influenced by that story and that is part of the reason that I have been able to move forward with publishing because it's like I said it's hard to find that balance because I'm aware that the firmament books are imperfect and that they're not the greatest literary works of all time and that they're not even really the greatest work I'm ever going to put out Um, and so there's a balance to be found between again holding on to something so long looking for perfection that you're never moving forward but there is also a danger that I've seen so clearly as I've been doing all this reading of just jumping the gun and putting out something that isn't your best so I think I heard also years ago someone that had said like the, the, the questions you need to ask yourself when you're assessing your own work is not is this perfect or is it the greatest ever or whatever what you need to ask is is this the best I can do where I am right now and so that's what I seek to do with each of my books and each work that I release is to ask myself have I done the very best I could under the circumstances at the time and I think that is where you can look and honestly and say again I'm not going to think that this is the greatest thing of all time or that it's perfect but I'm also not going to just like kick it out there with no consideration of its craft and of me making it the best I can where I am right now so with the skills that I have and with the tools that I have at my disposal and with how much I've learned at this point in my life is this the best that I can do right now and if that is being met then you're okay and as long as you're seeking as you move forward to hone your craft and to study and learn and to do better instead of just being content to like pump out substandard pots forever you know what I mean like you want to have that goal and that drive to move ahead and move forward but at the same time recognizing that there is value in just creating something at your level where you are learning from it and then setting it aside and creating something else so it's a balance that I think can be very difficult and something I'm always trying to grow in But um, it's just something that's been on my mind a lot as I'm seeing such a wide variety of different quality of work among some of these other authors. So I just hope that all of us um, involved in this can be continuing to grow and that I myself will continue to just do my best with everything that I put out.
thank you all for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to hear any thoughts that you have about um, if you enjoy military science fiction or action uh, stories and how your mind processes that. If you think I'm right about my aphantasia causing me to not be able to comprehend these stories necessarily very well. Um, Any thoughts you have about quality versus quantity, getting work out and doing your best, or anything else that I've mentioned, I always enjoy engaging with fellow story lovers. So again, thank you all for listening to me today. I hope that all of you have a great day and a great weekend ahead and stay improbable. Bye!